You're listening to the Boca Banter Photography Podcast with Joe High and Chris Golden. On today's show... Oh, we're so funny. Oh my gosh, these guys are so relatable. I love them so much. That's coming up <laughs> on Boca Banter. <laughs> and you're going to use that, aren't you? <laughs> I might. <laughs> it's all coming up on Boca Banter. Boy, Joe, it has been too long, man. Yes, it has, Chris. Yes, it has. Last episode went up in August. We just checked. That's too long. And I believe that that episode had gone up too long prior after the previous episode, too. Well, I mean, it is sort of the two busiest seasons back to back. At least I'm finding out now, second year into this business, I'm finding out that, you know, July to August is like crunch time and then... October to December is also crunch time. Yeah, I, I it, it is. And it was interesting that even despite the year of 2020, it was still busy. I, I, I mean, never been busy the same way. Yeah, it wasn't busy in the same way, but it, it was it was like, I mean, you thought you were going to be dead, stuck at home, but there was actually a lot of new. Oh, boy, uh, new avenues to explore this year. And if. I was anything but bored. And yeah, Boca Banter sort of took a, a back seat, unfortunately. But now we're having it in the front seat, or at least in the same seat as us. Yeah, it's riding shotgun at the very least right now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting. I don't think I, I've quite literally never been this busy personally or professionally before. Uh, I am obviously new to this. So like my last year had maybe a grand total of a dozen shoots. I don't know how many I had this year, but uh, at least a dozen in one month on top of the normal nine to five grind that I'm in as photography is still a part-time job for me. But I'm learning uh, just how time consuming every single other aspect apart from not being behind the camera lens or currently editing photos, how much work goes into each session. You know, I am, I'm so proud of you and so happy to hear all this because <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's like a, it's fun, right? It's like, it's a good kind of busy, like, oh, wow, there's, there's, you really, do, do you feel like you're really making something now and not just, you know, having fun with it? You're like really building a business and income, a, a, a place in the world. You know, I, I'll, I'll say at the very least, I fully paid my rent with photography income for the first time last month. And that was wow, a great feeling. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it's, it's all starting to come together here. I'm, I'm seeing the road ahead of me and it's looking bright through the absolute worst, most terrible, most nightmarish year of my life. Uh, my photography has thrived very, very fortunately. And, uh, Man, looking back at photos from even a year ago, I think having so much downtime at first, so much time to learn and experiment and try new things has really paid off for me. I feel like I'm finally at the point where I've found a niche or at the very least a style that I've stuck to. And man, I'm so happy. Yeah, you you have definitely increased your quality and skill. I've seen your work. Um, shout out to 
your website if you like right now go uh it's chrisgoldenphotography.com thank you joe yeah also in the description uh joe that'll be there too but much more yeah, impressive Chris, website i should say well 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 thank you i am proud of my website but i don't wish to compare it <laughs> <laughs> but you seriously i have i have looked at your work this year you are twice if not more the photographer than you were last year at this time when we i think was when we started this show right i appreciate that and i agree with that i think it's because i finally hunkered down and not only learned off camera flash but learned how to sculpt light right because there's yeah. like a difference and it shows man it shows in your work thank you there's a difference that i've found between learning what looks good in light and learning how to be able to control wield and sculpt it to whatever you want i again it shows <laughs> and it's it's interesting because um and this probably would i think this is a good piece of advice for you know new photographers who are hopefully listening the idea of well, let's just when you, when you first started out, you did a lot of shoots with me, and I noticed that a lot of your shooting style and editing style and posing style, your compositions looked very similar to work that I had done. There was still that element of you, and I was like, oh well, th I'm I'm flattered, but I was really like I, I'm really looking forward to when Chris finds his own groove, and I think you definitely found it this year because now you know looking at looking at photos going around on Instagram, I see a photo come up. And I'm like, oh, that's a Chris Golden shot. And sure enough, boom, that's you. Except I don't think you're actually on Instagram. I was just using that as an example. That is, uh, that is the New Year's resolution that I've determined for myself today. That is one of two different New Year's resolutions. But I... Uh, get on Instagram? Get on Instagram. Yeah, I, I have literally no presence. I have a page with a logo. And hopefully this time next year, I'll at least have a couple things uploaded to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess we can't plug that right now because it doesn't exist. Or you? Uh, it's not worth it. Don't worry. Don't worth waste it. your breath. <laughs> we'll let you know when it actually exists. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I I guess. How do I say? I, I'm very pleased with the effort that's been put in, and finally seeing it grow to fruition. It, it's an awesome feeling when you when you put purpose and effort together behind a project and you see results, you see um, increase in productivity or increase in income or increase in quality. Just, I love, it's an, it's a fantastic feeling. I'm just, I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to feel that even having it still as a, as a part-time income, uh, it, it, now having it be, you know, a real thing for you of a viable asset, a source of income for you and your, your wife and your family. Yeah, you and your wife and your cat. They're, you're a family, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're supporting your cat, man. <laughs> <laughs> we do get her the nicer food, so I suppose yeah. that counts for something. What was the other New Year's resolution? You said you had two. I want a journal. I have a infamously bad memory of things, and I think that actually writing down even the monotonous day-to-day -day things would help out with that. Did you say you want a journal, like you require a journal, or you I, want, I want to take to... the action? journal journaling is that a okay. is that a verb i want to journal it is, yes okay it is it is a verb or at least most people use it as a verb yeah i uh i did halfway decent with my uh my new year's resolution last year which was to read 12 books i got six i'm pleased so with you that did halfway decent <laughs> oh we were yeah we were talking about this before the show because we had said new year's resolutions last year 
And I don't remember what they were. <laughs> yeah, forgive me. I, I don't remember what yours was. Well, I do remember one thing. Um, and I really hope that I said this in the in the beginning episode. Um, for the, I guess for the sake of it, I'll put the link to the first Boca Banter episode since I believe we went over some New Year's resolutions in there. I hope we did. Whether we did or not, I'll go ahead and loop back to the first episode in the description. But if I didn't say this, I wish I did. I have been... Um, I've been doing more, uh, instead of New Year's resolutions, I've been taking advice from another podcast that I enjoy listening to um, called Cortex, and they speak about this idea of yearly themes rather than yearly resolutions, okay? So- Is 2020 theme a dumpster fire? (laughs) Uh, No, uh, because the theme is something that you choose, and I don't think anybody would choose that. But yeah, certainly 2020 would have been, um, if it could choose its own theme, yes, there would have been fire, brimstone, locusts, um, garbage, and all sorts of terrible things. 2020 was not a great year, and I'm really glad to see it go. I'm not going to lie. However, I had some really great things happen this year. I had some serious new thoughts and growth and um, strategies that I put into place that I'm definitely taking towards the future, and I'm happy to talk about those as well. Daughter. A daughter was the biggest and best thing that happened. I know I already spoke about it in previous episodes, but I freaking love being a dad. I'm I'm telling you, Chris, I know you don't have kids yet, but man, it's awesome. What about the it, cat? It, it's awesome. Well, okay, okay <laughs> human human children. No, you know, no, I from get it. from your own DNA. <laughs> your own species. <laughs> Nervous and excited. But that that day will soon come. I also uh, kinda sorta bought a house ish. <laughs> that uh, was yes, another, you did. That was another contribution to uh, well, hold, the, hold the on. craziness. I, I, but I, I heard you say that day will soon come. Is this an announcement? No, Lord, no. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ain't happening. No. Okay. 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 It will happen in the future. Okay. Yes. Yes. There. Yeah. There are steps um, to be taken for that to happen. Yes. And uh, the house is certainly on very high ranking on that list of must-haves. Yes. Yeah. It, well, you did buy a house, essentially. I mean, you bought <laughs> you bought a shell of a house. Tell tell everyone about your house, Chris. I've seen your house. It's a beautiful hot mess. <laughs> it's um, it's the most beautiful hot messiest thing that you've ever seen. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was a, a literal fire that engulfed the majority of the building to the point where, in order for us to start building a house, we have to demolish it first. Hopefully, that's coming up soon. For, you you bought it. After the fire, just so people understand, like, right. you bought a huge fixer-upper. Uh, yes, to the point where I don't think it can be considered a fixer-upper. It's more like of a downer-upper, as in the sucker's coming down so we can build a new one. <laughs> you basically bought a yard yeah. <laughs> with, yes. with rubble that you need to move from it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I, I am very much looking forward to seeing how this project goes forward. Um my wife and I really want to do like a fixer upper for our forever home. So I'm kind of living vicariously through you in any updates that you can give me. <laughs> you were building a photo studio shed last I we heard. We still are. Yep. We still are. That project hasn't died. Um, there, there's several, well, you, you know, we're going to get into it here because of everything that's happened this year. Like I said, there's been some good things and bad things. Um, but yeah, the, the shed uh, in our backyard is being converted into an office and studio space. I've thoroughly enjoyed that project. Haven't finished it yet um, because, you know, it had to be put aside for some 
uh, for some other projects that we're working on uh, that are more urgent. So we're like, okay, well, we can come back to the shed later. But yeah, I've, I've, that was one thing that I discovered this year is I really enjoy fixer up contracty building projects, whatever you want to call it. Like, uh, you like to be a handyman. Year, yeah. I, I really didn't think that I did. And I, I don't think that I have the skill that, you know, I know many contractors and I don't think that I have their skill, but I do find myself very much enjoying it. And when my, nowadays with my wife gives me a project like, Hey, we want to, uh, we want to get a new transition for this piece in the floor, or I need a new coffee table. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll build you one. And it's super fun. Like she said, there's this project that I saw online for a couch on the deck that you can build at a two by fours. I want you to build it for me. Here's the instructions. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. This is like an adult Lego set. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's that's definitely something I discovered about myself this year is I really enjoy that. So the shed has been wonderful, and we we redid our living room, we repainted the kitchen, um, redid the floors in the living room, and did a lot of work in the shed, of course. So wow. that's that's been fun. But not only that, if I can continue, because I could just keep going, um, not only that, but obviously this year... I mean, the biggest thing that I'm going to remember from this year, aside from having my daughter, which I got, I'm, I'm going to say this again, it's awesome. I do not know how I would have got through this year without having my little baby girl. I am so, so happy that we had her this year. We got lucky and we had her in January, so right before everything went down. So our visit to the hospital was, well, I was going to say normal, but I don't know how normal it is to go in for a C-section. But, uh, you know, normal enough, uh, normal enough. Yeah. Like, so anyways, you weren't separated besides at the that, very least. I, I've done maternity shoots this year and heard some horror stories. Yeah, they, they can get, they, it, it was not a normal day. It, it was, it was definitely a traumatic day. Uh, cause you know, we weren't trying to, we didn't want to have a C-section, but there were complications and it got scary for a little while, but baby's fine. Baby's healthy. And I'm so grateful that she's with us. So. Anyways, aside from that wonderful miracle this year, the thing that I'm the thing that I'm taking away the most is that I've realized all of these other things that I have interest in that um, are like building and stuff. And I know that this is a photography podcast, but just stay with me for a second, because obviously this year, the for for me, um, unfortunately, I don't have exactly the same story as you, where 2020 turned into a very thriving photography year. Um, but I'm also coming from, you're coming from the place where it was a very small income and business effort before, and it's grown this year. Whereas I was coming from, it was already my full-time and sole income. So obviously this year where it's especially mostly wedding photography, that took a horrible, horrible, horrible hit. Um, I had a lot of weddings just moved to next year to 21. And so the income was delayed. So that was very scary. But I, uh, my, you know, my family, my community really came together and people were offering me work. Didn't have to do with photography, but they were like, hey, you know, my brother-in-law was like, hey, I have masonry work and I'll pay you if you can work for me for a day or for a couple days or whatever. And there was another guy painting houses and there was another guy splitting wood. Um, That's awesome. 
Yeah, all sorts of interesting things this year. I attended bar at one point and just kind of became a, I don't want to say a jack of all trades, but I definitely experienced a lot of trades and I really liked it. It was, it was a very interesting time and that's how we got through the year. Um, and the reason I say that to loop back to New Year's resolutions and yearly themes is I said at the beginning of 2020, before I knew what was going to come, of course, I wanted it to be the year of capability. I wanted to be a more diversely capable person by the end of the year than I was at the beginning of the year. So the difference between a yearly theme and a yearly resolution is that instead of having a single objective that you either attain or don't attain, it's not a goal, it is a, it is a theme. So throughout the year, you keep that theme in mind when making various decisions. So you know, when a job came up saying, hey, would you like to tend bar? I'm like, oh, I have never tended bar before. Um, I don't know. Would I like to do that? Would I not like to do that? Well, what is my theme this year? My theme is capability. Oh, well, I will be more capable of something new if I tend bar. So I did all sorts of stuff this year. Wow. So I, I, I think that this year, you know, despite the, the horribleness that it was, um, actually, I think I had a pretty good theme choice for the year because it kind of required me to become way more capable just to get through it. So, and I've, I feel very supported by the people who are offering me work. And I, I definitely saw my community be so much more caring than I knew. I, mean, I already knew they were great people, but this year I was like, wow, you guys are awesome people really coming through. So, And you it, never it know when those cool. skills are going to benefit you in some other weird way, way down the line. I mean, I'm sure that your, your handyman Absolutely. capabilities have increased tenfold just from, you know, learning the masonry and oh, I'm yeah. sure you already well, knew how I mean, to split wood. But considering like, that they started at like, you know, level 0.1, mm-hmm. anything is an increase up there. So. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was my yearly, my yearly theme. And I, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that it's, uh, I think that it's been a success. That's great. Awesome. Spent the whole um, year side questing for the most part. Pretty much. Yeah. I did have a few business changes that I found. Um, this was my, I didn't really do much. Um, like I didn't make any big business purchases this year because, you know, income was so low, but I did make one big change. Uh, and I know this is a little controversial in the photography world, but I decided to start outsourcing my editing. I don't really. I mean, I'm sure that's a controversial topic, depending on... I know on it's not controversial echo, between you and me. ...the chamber that you, you find yourselves in. But honestly, what whatever gets you out there and shooting more... Ooh, yeah. I don't... I, how do I want to say this? I don't, I don't know. What are you trying to say? It does... Are you outsourcing them and, like, giving them your presets so it's almost exactly the same thing every time? Well, yes. Yeah, and, and I am approving... Then I find nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, it's still my style. Uh, it's still my style. It's still my work. You know, I'm doing the shooting and often I'll go through and um, actually almost all the time, I probably don't need to because they've done a very good job of dialing in my style, but um, I'll do several edits beforehand and show them to him saying, this is what I'm looking for. And since they're kind of scattered throughout a wedding day, it's pretty easy for them to apply it to the rest of the day. There's sometimes where it is just, I don't, I don't, I don't even have time to do that. So I'm just like, here you go. You guys know what you're doing. Show me what you're doing. Uh, Give me a couple samples so I can check it. And like there was one wedding this year where I just, I just gave them all of the files after I culled through them and gave them the chosen pictures. 
said, go for it. They sent me samples. I'm like, change this and this and this. And they're like, okay, did the rest of it and done. I'm like, this is fantastic. That's entirely reasonable in my opinion, especially if they're copying your exact style, then that, that I, I, I can see why people have an issue with that, but I don't see any particular problem with it. It's your style. If they're using your presets or something similar to it and you get the final say, it's still your product. Yeah, I, I agree. And this year, because of how, how weird it was, I was made much more aware of the fact that uh, my wife and I, my wife is a wedding planner, as I've, I've said before, she she and I both depend on the wedding industry. And unfortunately, we depend on it solely. And that was a thing that I realized this year needs to stop. Um, if we're going to be self-employed individuals, we need to have a diversified income source. We need to have several ideas going out there, most of which need to be passive or more passive than they are now. So like one thing we're doing is we are making a digital product for Rhea uh, for a wedding, a video wedding planning course that she can sell as a digital product. We're in the process of um, editing that now, actually. Most of all, not all of the filming is done. But that's taken up a lot of time. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to be editing because I still had weddings this year. They were downsized. They were smaller, um, but they were, you know, compacted into those busy seasons, as we mentioned. So I'm like, I want time to be able to do these other things. Plus, I was, you know, getting offers for work for like contracting and stuff. I'm like, I need the time available. So it actually was worth it to pay to have someone else edit my photos because then I could have all that time to make more money than it was costing me to have the photos edited. So I found myself really just viewing this more as like, okay, this is a business. This needs to make sense. And you're just expediting it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm decreasing production time and increasing my, uh, available time to do other stuff so much more. And, and, and that's what I need to do. So I'm like, this is going to be the norm from now on. The most recent wedding I did was actually in December uh, again, very small wedding. Well, <laughs> small, small as in small in attendance, but not small as in content. I'll talk about that another time. But um, that one I am going through and editing myself simply because it's it's December, it's winter, it's holidays, not much else is happening. So I do have the time. So I figured I'll save a few bucks and edit it myself. Um, but yeah, it, so that's that's one like business endeavor that I've changed this year, changed my system somewhat, and I think it's for the better. How has your uh, your digital presence been your digital online sales presence to what are you referring uh i know that you have your landscapes up for sale oh we're talking about print sales now uh you were talking about means of passive income and i figured you know i i understand that you have an etsy shop yes uh so i had the idea that many photographers have of selling prints as you know like art pieces because if you get an online sale and uh, especially if you connect it with a lab where you're not doing the actual printing, you're outsourcing the printing, it is virtually passive income. So I'm not as skilled with running the store off of my own website. So I thought, I don't know, Etsy, do people sell photos on Etsy? And I looked and sure enough, people do. So I thought, well, I'll give that a try. And, um, that actually was that was in the green this year, not by much, um, but I didn't advertise every month, and I only have like a little more than a dozen photos up there. But even so, it um, it did make money. Uh, you know, I think like December, I think it made a couple hundred dollars, and I mean, you know, that's holidays and, and Christmas purchases too, I'm sure. But hey, I, I, for me, it was just a matter of notifying the lab, like, hey, another order came through. 
uh, print it, send me the invoice, I'll pay you. And then that's it. Uh, Cause you know, Etsy ads, I just have it run. So that's definitely something I'm taking into the next year too. And I, I'm seeing it more as like, I don't need, I don't need like 10 ideas, all of which make full-time incomes. I need like 10 ideas that collectively make more than a full-time income. So I'm not there yet, but there's definitely, there's definitely things out there at this point. Sold more albums this year and, you know, print sales just from after weddings, people buying photos that way. So yeah, I've, I've, I've started to think of my photography much more as a business rather than just a, a freelance endeavor. So it's not just me going out, taking pictures, getting paid. I'm like, okay, no, we need to have like streams of revenue that all, that don't all depend on my presence and activity. And I'm definitely taking that forward. I know you, uh, you have me hired to shoot a wedding for you this year, but do you have any other photographers that you're reaching out to that can cover weddings for you that you wouldn't be able to on the same date? At this point, no, but that often, that, that option is still there. Um, the wedding that you are hired for, I asked you because it was already on a date that was already booked. And I said, Hey, I could have someone else shoot and I'll still do the editing for you. It'll still be my style and everything. I'll just have another photographer the same day. So that's something that I could do going forward, um, pending availability of photographers that I ask. So I haven't, I haven't fully hashed that one out yet, actually. But as of right now, you, you are the only photographer that that has come into play with. (laughs) Aw. <laughs> Feel special. Feel special, Chris. I appreciate that. It, it's going to be different for you. I'm sure you, you're aware that I'm using a whole lot more flash than you typically tend to. So I don't yeah. know if everything would be quite the same. Yeah, I've wondered about that. Like, hmm, he doesn't shoot could, the same as me now. I could tone it but... down, but I even my raws are going to look pretty significantly different from yours, I'm sure. It'll be interesting. Um yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I said, it, it, there's there's new new stuff, new ways of figuring this out. So, yeah, that that I'm I'm not really sure how to answer that one because it's still pretty new and haven't actually executed it yet. What about you? You got any other? Have you had any like business revelations this year, or changes that you've made, or any endeavors that you're going forward with? I wouldn't say this year. I mean, I, I've taken my branding to a completely different direction and one I hope is a a positive one. Yeah. Completely redoing the logo. Um, Got a YouTube channel up, which is mostly going to be for slideshows and stuff like that. But one more source of social media, I've been thinking and brainstorming ideas for making a YouTube channel and actually making some decent videos, more like the videos that I wished were there, but aren't not like a revenue stream or anything like that. But videos that I wish I had when I was starting off. Yeah. Yeah. I actually want to do a YouTube channel as well. It's one of the things that I want to work on after this course is done with uh, my, my wife and I is working on it. Yeah. That's, that's another thing that's on my list of like, maybe this could help out. Maybe this could be another income source. Yep. Yep. I've, um, the other interesting change that I've started to implement, uh, this is also a bit of a controversial topic is letting my clients do the culling for me. Ooh. Yeah. How do you Ooh. feel about that one? I wouldn't do that in 10,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not like faulting you. Shame on you, Chris. I definitely I, I would, would not, not do though. it for a wedding. I will oh. never, ever do it for a wedding. Oh, this is for like portraits. Portraits, family shoots. I've done it three times now, which I know isn't enough to make a whole. Uh, completely new business statement on, but it's gone successfully for me every single time. And I'll tell you why. 
because I'm obviously raising my prices because I feel like I've earned a price raise. Um, but one of the benefits that I've done to this is when I've done it and done all the calling myself, you know, we might have 35 photos that I seem usable. When I send it off to my clients to do the culling, they might pick out 45 and I say, okay, it's an extra X for each edit that you want. And that's extra income. Hmm. Interesting. Every single time that I've done it, which again, only three, but still, uh, it's enough for me to realize like, hey, people want a little bit more than what I would have assumed they'd wanted. Interesting. Interesting. Now, here's the rub. You have to provide a sample edit, or at least I have for each of these, because raw photos aren't flattering. No, they're not. They're desaturated. They're not sharp. Uh, Sometimes you're even a little bit out of focus. What I've done is I've just gone into Photoshop and I've made a before and I've made an after and I just put them side by side in the same file and attached that to their gallery. So they will see. Don't pay attention to the color saturation. Don't pay attention to the sharpness of it. That's all going to get changed. I want you to pay attention to expression, body language and overall posture and your feeling your gut instinct when you see a photo and you say, yes, I like that one. Oh, wow. I, st- I, st- I still don't think I could do that. It's, it is a leap of faith, and you've got to be 100% positive in your own capabilities to get it right in camera. So I don't know if I'm going to do it for every shoot, but it's an option that I'm going to give my clients if I think that the RAWs turned out well enough. Okay, here's a question. So on those shoots where you've had them go through and, and cull their own gallery and say, I want these ones edited... How quickly do they get back to you? Next day. Really? Yep. Okay, and again, these are for portrait shoots, right? These are for family portraits and maternity shoots. Okay, interesting. Yeah, for but every wedding, single time, I mean, they've come back with at least two, if not, I think, 15 extra. Okay. Hmm. And I've just been saying five bucks an edit on top of what the original set amount was. If you pay me for this session, you get 15 photos included with the fee. Anything on top of that, five bucks an edit. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that is a pricing structure where you actually say, okay, this this uh, this price includes X amount of photos. Very interesting. Huh. It's not a bad idea. The reason I wouldn't do it is just because when I've had any sort of outsourcing of responsibility to my clients, they just don't do it. Like I used to have my, and again, I'm talking about weddings, so it might be different, but I would say, okay, here's your gallery and you prepaid for an album. So choose, uh, I think the number was 60, like you choose 60 image up to 60 images for your album. And uh, I think that's what I did for you. Did you get an album for your wedding? Yes, we did. And we took a literal year to get back to you about it. Okay. My point. There you go. I have clients who it's been three, well, going on four years, and they still haven't chosen their images. And I have and a I'm list sure of you've them. even changed your supplier at this point, right? I have, yes. Uh, I have changed my supplier, yes. That was another change I made this year. I really like the, the albums that they're doing. But um, 
I, now I say, okay, if you've got an album, then I'm going to go ahead and make the draft. I will choose the images and make the draft for you and show it to you. And then you are free to notify me of any changes that you want. Because what happens at that point is they say, oh, here's our album. It's, it looks great. Uh, mm, let's do this photo instead of this photo and this photo and then this photo. And uh, yeah, that, then, then that little look great. Go ahead and print it. Instead of, hey, please choose the images that you want and just it, people get busy. And I, I just try to make it as little effort on their part as possible. Mm-hmm. It, it might be different when you're talking about a portrait session where there's not as many photos to go through to call. I think that's one thing, but I think the big thing when it comes to weddings is that you're emotionally attached to every single photo. That's also true. I have found myself when I'm calling a wedding, like, oh boy, I don't think they ever could do this. Because you see like three images that are really the same, like with a slightly different head tilt in each one. And I'm like, they they just, they don't need three of the same image. So I'm going to choose one of those and just send it. Yeah, uh, I I definitely don't send every single raw file. Like if one's sharper than the other, obviously, then mm-hmm. I'll send the sharper one um, before they get that, called that's by the actually, clients. That exact reason is another reason why I don't have them choose their photos because I don't think they think about that kind of thing. You know, they'd be like, oh, that looks great. And they don't realize like, oh, actually, this one's sharper. It's exactly the same, but it's more in focus. Yeah, I, I before I send it to them, I do a very fast and very loose culling session because uh, I obviously do test exposures and everything like that to make sure the flashes are set right and everything. But if there's one that's obviously worse, like someone's blinking or making a silly face or whatever, and it's unsavable, that they don't get to see it. Because I don't want to spend the time trying to save it. Hmm. I don't know. You have to give me updates on how this one is going. I, I still wouldn't want to do it myself. Yeah. Yeah, I will definitely let you know. I think the biggest thing is sending the side by side before and after so that they know like, okay, once we pick these out, they're going to look a lot better. Very interesting. So I've outsourced my editing and you've outsourced your culling. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So has your year been, it, it sounds like you did not as many weddings, but more of these portrait type shoots. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. I did a wedding this year. A wedding. Okay. And all of the other ones that I was scheduled to do have either rescheduled, canceled, or divorced. Oh. Like they oh. had a tiny wedding and they were going to do a bigger one and they had me contracted for it and they split up. Oh. Oh, that's so sad. That's awful. That was my second divorce. Oh, well, not <laughs> yours. But. No, no, not my personal, but my second as a photographer learning that oh, the goodness. couple had split up afterwards. So you don't mean a divorce, you mean a broken engagement? No. No, no like they got married, did a small ceremony and said, we're going to have you do the big ceremony <sighs> next year oh, and no. have since divorced. Oh. oh, that's heartbreaking. I really hope that I'm not unlucky i don't think i am quite yet because i know of a dj that uh dj'd for the same woman's wedding four times like the same woman hired her for four of her different weddings oh that's just weird (laughs) i'm sorry that's just that's just that's odd that's not that's 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 a that's a sign to throw in the towel you are cursed that's oh my goodness i don't know if i i might just say no 
be like, uh, you want me to come? I mean, on the second wedding, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you, you photographed my first wedding, but you photographed my second. I might just say no. I don't know how to handle that. Can you, can you imagine walking into the bridal suite and being like, you look so beautiful again? I know. How would you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or referring to like, well, you know, last time we did this, we <laughs> you stood over there. Uh, oh, I gosh. Did- this looks so much nicer than your third dress. Oh, oh, gosh. That's terrible. Oh. Yeah, I I don't know if I could handle that kind of thing. You know, I actually had a couple who uh, they uh, they hired me for their wedding, and then they, they broke the engagement. And that's, that's unfortunately happened a few times. But this couple was my favorite because about a year later, they got back together. Wow. And they, they called me again and they said, we're getting married again. And we still want you to do the, the wedding. And I said, okay, awesome. And they said, how much? And I said, it'll be the same amount minus your deposit because you already gave me that. And then we went and photographed their wedding and they're friends of ours. And we, we see them more frequently than I see most clients. And they, they just had a baby this year and I did their, their baby photos. It was oh, so great. That's awesome. I'm just wow. like, I, I feel like I'm a part of this story. It's so awesome. You know, some people just need to take a little bit of time to kind of reflect on themselves and change and grow as people before getting back together. I have another good set of friends that did the exact same thing. You know, they were they started dating when they were teenagers. They were really kind of kids, childish. A lot of mistakes were made. They split up after being engaged for a year or so. Um Time went by, you know, they dated different people, they grew, they changed, they matured, and eventually they got back together and they got married this June and I shot their wedding. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good wedding. Good people. Yes. Yeah. It, it's always nice to see that kind of thing. Like, not only do you know that, like, it actually was there the first time, but it's like they've matured, you know, they've grown as people. They're going to be happier for it now mm-hmm. than if they stuck it out. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't want to rush a wedding. <laughs> I, you know, that was another thing that I think is, I mean, I don't want to say that everything that happened this year with, with COVID and, and stuff, because there were some horrible things that happened this year because of COVID, but there are some things that came out that I think were, were good. Um, you know, kind of those diamonds that came out because of the pressure of the year. And one of the things that, is, especially, I'm going to try not to get on a soapbox here, but <laughs> but especially with all of the, um, you know, there was a lot of uh, political, um, oh, what's the word? No, 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 no. We're not, I see your face. We're not going to talk politics. Don't worry. I don't have my webcam on right now, so Chris can't see my face, but I can see his. And he's I'm looking, looking at, very judgmentally He's looking into at webcam. me like with a big red flag, like, don't get into politics. Let me just, just bear with me, Chris. There was a lot of political battlefields this year. Okay. Just, I'm not going to go into what, but my point in that is that it was very difficult to interact with people without fear of a conflict. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like every conversation would turn into that conversation. Yes. And often it could be with somebody who had a very different viewpoint from you. And then what should have been just a normal human interaction becomes a a mini war, you know? So Mm -hmm. that was one of the saddest things that I saw this year And when I was doing uh, even these downsized weddings, I found that it was smaller, but they were like 
they were they were even more special, concentrated, um, valued. Oh, like the people that did go through with it enjoyed it so much more because it was all worth it in the end kind yes, of thing? Yes, yes. And seeing that kind of interaction was so much more valuable this year because Everything of- seemed so much more real. Yes, yeah. And and it, it, it talking about life-giving things this year and seeing something as beautiful as, as a wedding and a marriage begin, uh, see, seeing a marriage begin, seeing a new, seeing a new family form- in such a horrible year, it was just so much more special to see because you know that the people who got married this year, they really wanted it. They didn't want to just do it for show or for looks because it was not easy to have a wedding this year. So it, it was, it, it was, it was very, very life giving the weddings that I saw this year. Can I, uh, can I be selfish about something for a second? As long as you don't get political. No, no, uh, <laughs> it, it has to do with, Every wedding being special. The uh, the one wedding that I had go through with it, um, I, I definitely understand that. It was so amazing and so passionate to see these two people who were just two great big goofballs in love with each other, finally tying the knot. And my wife was helping me out with that. And uh, I wouldn't say that we were in a rocky patch, but like... You spend so much time with the same person with no way of leaving. Like, we're always in each other's sight lines in our tiny little apartment. So, like, there is no privacy in between the two of us. <laughs> this and you year need your in particular, time. you mean? This year in particular, yeah. Because yeah. I'm working from home, and every time that she gets the day off, I'm here working, and she mm-hmm. hears the sounds of me working and stuff like that. But anyway, so, like, I wouldn't say things were tense, but it was definitely, like, we haven't done anything with each other in a while to really reinvigorate ourselves and shooting a wedding together where the sole purpose is to have a good time, enjoy yourself and celebrate love and having her there with me to tackle it and have these great ideas and great positions for these people poses, I should say, or prompts and having the two of us kind of like pinballing ideas off of each other like oh we should do this but maybe we should do this and let's try it over here and like tackling something that was so pure and so wholesome was the absolute best thing for my mental health this year there you go that that is what i'm talking about and just it it, it made it makes you realize like how 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 much you get out of those interactions. I think that's something that we're going to take forward. Even after all this crap is over, we're going to still value those things. We're not going to take them for granted anymore. You're not going to take those times with your family for granted anymore. You're not going to take those celebrations for granted. Like, oh, this is just a thing that happens. You're like, no, this is awesome. And I'm so glad that we have this, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I'm hugging you the first chance I can. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like right now virtually. I'm like, well, I'm glad no. I have my camera off then. <laughs> no, no. No, I am giving you a great big old bear hug as soon as I can. You I'll kidding just me? Give me a shot of whiskey before you do, okay? <laughs> there was a lot more whiskey involved this year too. That was another good thing. That I did. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. I've gotten I didn't the... abuse it. I just was enjoying the nuances <laughs> of whiskey this year. Give me a break. Sheesh. Well, you did, you did learn mixology a little bit for your cocktail tending job or your bartending job, I'd imagine. Well, that was a one-night uh, event, and it was mostly just soda and liquor. 
I had to actually teach some of the people what an old fashioned was. I'm like, you want an old fashioned? I want to make an actual cocktail. They're like, what's an old fashioned? I'm like, what's an old fashioned? You, you uncultured swine. You. <laughs> That's three ingredients. It's just sugar, some type of whiskey and bitters. Yeah. Maybe and, and an ice. orange peel if you're feeling a garnish, you know, yeah. a little crazy. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make you an old-fashioned. Here you go. They're like, all right. And they came back like an hour later. Hey, I'll have another one of your signature drinks. What? Like, it's not my signature drink. It's a freaking old-fashioned. <laughs> I knew what uh, an old-fashioned was before I could legally drink. Let me let me think about this. You're talking about liquor. <laughs> and speaking of liquor. And speaking I can't of wait liquor. for 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there have been a real lot of small moments that have been very small but very nice to savor over the past year and i think that's the takeaway is that as long as you enjoy the little moments i think that it really pays off in the end and that's what you grow from i agree i agree yeah savoring those savoring what's precious and yeah there's been a lot of that this year i've been very grateful for my family and grateful for my friends that includes you Obviously. Thank you, Joe. You as well. Yeah. So, boy, uh, well, why don't we wrap up with um, what are we hoping for in 21? Besides the obvious end to what we've been dealing with the in this world. year. Yeah. The, besides the obvious <laughs> end, we're hoping for the end of the world. No. Hoping for the end of COVID as it is now. Mm-hmm. But besides that, what are we hoping for for 21? 2021. I'm, uh, I'm optimistic that not this year, but next year I might be able to quit my full-time job and make photography my full-time job. Really? I didn't think that was an objective for you. I thought you wanted it to be supplementary for indefinitely. I don't know the answer to that. Wow. But I can tell you that having worked from my home, even though I'm still sitting at the computer and clicking on a mouse and keyboard, it is so much more fulfilling for me to look back at a photo that I've edited for my business than it is for me to look back at a commercial that I made for someone else's business as part of my day job. Yep. I every know single exactly thing, what you're talking about. Every click, every keystroke, is yours. everything is mine. And that is so much more invigorating knowing that I'm building on myself than building on someone else's legacy. And I thought for the longest time that I'd always want it to be supplementary, but now I'm kind of rethinking it. Hmm. I wondered if this day would come for you. Be curious I don't know. to I, see. I mean, if obviously, you're going it's it's terrifying to put all your eggs in one basket, and it's not the smart thing to do. Uh, well, let me let at, me rephrase that because yeah, as I was rude. saying that last year, to I was found finding that. the fault of having all your eggs in one basket. So don't don't do right. that. But it doesn't right. mean that you can't make photography your full-time thing. Primary income. Right. But I think that it could be possible. And I've got more weddings in 21 than I've had collectively since I started shooting. Not even opened up Chris Golden Photography as an official legitimate business. Like, I have more weddings in the next year than I have throughout my entire life. Wow. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting year to for you, but also for me to watch 
you. <laughs> I also don't know if I can maintain that while still having a full-time job, so we'll see. It does come a point where it's, you know, you, you only have so much brain power, you only have so much energy, you only have so many hours. So it's it'll be interesting. How about yourself? For Big two, plans for 21, I'm sure. Big plans for 2021? Well, um, I mean, I have uh, most of my goals, uh, honestly, they, they always fall into the financial category. So there's like business goals, income goals, budget goals that I have. And um, some of those are kind of personal. You know, there's some debts I still want to pay off and whatnot. But, um, you know, who wouldn't have that goal? I... I I want to see I, I want to see the business be more diversified next year. I want to see more than one type of income, whether or not it's photography, but you know, maybe I'd like to see the Etsy store go a little bit further or maybe have it become a store that's not through Etsy, just a you know, a brand of its own on my website. Um but yeah, I do want to see the business income diversified more. So for 2021 I, I do know, I, I do have a yearly theme. I, I, I might refine the word a little bit further, but um, it's, it's somewhere, it, it's, it's pretty faith-based. Uh, this is, I'm, my wife and I, we are Christians. We have a Christian lifestyle and we have, uh, at least I'm leaning towards one of two words or maybe a combination of both being stewardship and sonship. And I know this may not apply to everyone who, you know, isn't of this faith, but the idea of looking at one's income and resources as something that the Lord has given you to steward rather than just a resource that you depend on. So viewing your, like for money, viewing yourself as a manager of money that's been entrusted to you rather than just money that's yours to, and then that's what you live off of. It's there to make ends meet. Right. Yeah. So this is more like a, no, no, no. You have a heavenly father who is already going to take care of you, going to make ends meet. And he's doing that through finances that he's entrusted you to make ends meet, but also to grow and further your own freedom, like get out of debt and whatnot, and then give. One thing that I definitely definitely took away from this year was how grateful I was for the community and friends that we have and family that, that gave to us. Uh, you know, we hit times where we didn't, we couldn't pay our bills, period. We, we had, we were broke and it was really, really scary. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to end up in a cardboard box or something, but it was terrifying to think like, are we going to have to live off of my parents' house? Are we going to be able to, are we going to have to move in to a family member's house because we can't pay our mortgage. It was terrifying. And people people helped us out. People said, hey, I've, I've got work for you. Come work for me and I'll, I'll give you a fair day's wage. And, you know, they hired me for more than one day. And um, it was really, really great. And other people, you know, if, if they're, if what they could give wasn't work, they just, they gave us some money or they gave us some groceries and it, that wasn't the whole year, thankfully. That was um, when things were really bad right at the beginning. Got us through that first month, month and a half. And I, my eyes were really open to like, wow, this is, this is love. This is people caring. And I really want to be that kind of person. And in order to do that, you know, you got to have resources to give. You got to have jobs to offer. You got to have money to give. You got to have time to offer or anything like that. 
So that's, I, I really want to shoot towards that goal. I want to be, I want to be that guy who has resources in abundance so that he can be the giver and not just the receiver. Cause I, I, I saw how that really is needed and it, it was great. I mean, I, I've, I've been on the receiving end of it and I can't wait to be on the giving end of it. So I want to be a good steward. That's great. I mean, you only realize how much need there is when you're in a position of need, I feel like. You know, I think you're right. I mean, you kind of have a vague concept of it, but when you're actually facing the idea of like, wow, I can't pay my mortgage next month. I can't buy my own groceries. It, 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 gets, it gets a lot more real. And again, it's, it wasn't like, I'm not going to be on the street next week. I knew that my family and friends weren't going to let us, you know, starve. But to, to not, you know, to, to depend on somebody else like that is to lose freedom. And it's terrifying. So I was extremely grateful for the community, family, and friends that I had this year. And I, I just, I can't wait to, to catch up and, and to be on the giving side again. Or to that's, be on the giving side. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that's, always, always a yin and a yang, you know? Yeah. Push and pull, give and take. Yep. There'll always be opportunities where you have to be on one side. There'll always be opportunities for you to give back. And you kind of have to find those opportunities for yourself because it's not like there's ever going to be some divine light saying, oh, you should offer Joe a job chopping wood. <laughs> like You have to look for the opportunities to be the person you want to be. I'm hoping for those opportunities in the coming year. Good for you, Joe. Well, this was great. I think this was a great catch up for Boca Banter. Yeah, wow. Probably our longest episode to date. Probably just we hit exactly two bullets on my list. <laughs> we have that that is one thing to know. We have a lot of stuff that we like to catch up on, so we've got some material. We're going to be making more episodes. I'm nodding right now. Are you nodding, Chris? Like yep. we're making oh, yeah. Yes, we're going to we're going to keep going here. So, thank you for listening. And you can, well, now we've got a different list. We, we're, no, we're no longer on Google Play because uh, Google, Google Play has Play changed no to- Google Play exists. Yeah, Google Play has changed to YouTube Music, but we are still on, oh, what's the list, Chris? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And I think that was it because the other one was Google Play, right? I believe so, yeah. You can also go right to the website, bocabanter.com. Why, why are you looking so confused all of a sudden, Chris? Did you not know realize- we had a website? I know that you bought the domain. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We, we have bocabanter.com. We've is had it cool? It the whole time. <gasps> it is cool. <laughs> wow. It's not my flashiest website. It's just kind of the template that I used for now. Most people I'm thinking are going to find us on podcasts, but yeah. <laughs> wow. There is also a Facebook group, which I we may be migrating away from that to other communication, but if you have comments or ideas of, of stuff, feel free to write on there. Yes, please. The only way that we can grow and expand is if we know what direction to grow into. And if you guys like or dislike anything in particular about the podcast, please feel free to let us know. Yep. You can leave reviews, at least on Apple Podcasts. And yeah. So, well, 2020, you were uh, you were rough. You were interesting. We're happy to see you go and grateful for what we learned during you. But 2021, we are <laughs> we're hoping for you. the best. Yeah. Bring it on, 2021. <laughs> Unless the world literally explodes, I think that it can only get better. Knock on wood. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris. 
Good talking to you, friend. Yes, take care, Jeff. Thank you for listening to Boca Banter. To hear more shows, go to bocabanter.com.